welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris, comedy advice to fix your life. I'm your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, Mike is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. Hi. (laughs) Hi, I'm, I'm Michael. I'm, I'm the audio engineer, producer extraordinaire. I like to clear my throat before I say anything. Hi, Mike. Thanks for uh, joining us, Mike. We also have our best friend in the whole wide world standing in the corner on standby, Dell. Let the folks at home know you are real. I am definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much, Dell. You guys might know me. You know, I, I do the YouTube thing, Chris vs. the World, Laser Lemming, blah, 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 blah. But you guys primarily probably know me at this point from this podcast called Chris to Chris. We're available anywhere podcasts are sold for free. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. And now we are on yeah we're trying to make a big deal about that we're now on spotify if you uh have not followed us on spotify you know even if you already have another way of listening to the show you know maybe you uh listen to us on another podcasting app like pocket cast google apple whatever you know uh, or you download it straight from our website whatever you know no judgment if you already have another way of even listening to the show or maybe you don't Please, just go ahead and follow us on Spotify. That's going to help us build our social presence. Even though we're supposed to be social distancing, I want to undistance from y'all when it comes to, you know, making this show really get off the ground. Right now, we're kind of hovering. We're kind of hovering like some kind of futuristic, uh, something that Luke Skywalker would be uh, riding in in Episode 4 of Star Wars. But we want to, we want to, fly we want to fly like some kind of spacex nasa thing right we want to uh, blast off into the stratosphere you know joe rogan he's all big he's getting that hundred million dollar plus deal from spotify we want to blow that out of the water we want to get eight billion people listening to the show anyway point is subscribe to the show follow us on spotify <laughs> give us a nice rating on itunes if you would that would be great, too. We're trying to do things that really help us grow. Point is, should be fun. Should be fun. We got a great episode for y'all this week. We're going to talk about The Last of Us Part 2. We're going to talk about some duck law. You know, quack, quack, duck law. We're going to talk about Donald J. Trump. We're going to talk about Joseph... I don't know what his middle initial is. We'll say Joseph R. Biden. We're going to talk about cops, policia, musicals, Nintendo Switch Online... Listener questions, whole lot of fun things. It should be a good time. Hoping so. So as I mentioned last week, we finally uh, we finally got on Spotify, right? Again, this is linked in the description. Follow us. Getting on Spotify was a pretty big deal because it's going to expand our audience to many more people. We want to get 8 billion people listening to the show. And I looked this up for a completely unrelated reason last week. It turns out that I know there's not 8 billion people on Earth yet. But there's like 7.8 billion people on Earth. We're getting real close to 8 billion people. And I would like to uh, just say congratulations to myself for helping to do my part uh, when I created, uh, with my wife, a a new person. Our son is now two months old. So uh, congratulations to us. If you'd like to uh, give us a virtual pat on the back, please do so in the comment section below. We've also been uh, growing our social media presence quite a bit, particularly our, our Facebook so hopefully that translates to more viewers or listeners. You know, if you want to view the show, that'd be great. You know, if we could, if we could possibly get the show on more 
platforms, I think that would help us uh, get to our 8 billion listener goal. You know, maybe we should get the show on Roku's. Mike, do you think that we could uh, get people interested in, you know, just staring at their TV while they listen to the show? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe not. But you could throw it on the TV and just do other things, you know, like clean your house. I mean, how many times do we need to ask you to pick up your clothes from the ground, Kevin? You know, if, you're, if your name's Kevin and uh, you've been leaving your clothes on the ground, that just blew your mind right now. Especially, you know, if you do drugs. I don't know. I don't know. This episode is going to be feeling a little bit more loosey-goosey than normal. You know, we got a lot to talk about, but it's a little bit of everything today. A little bit of everything. A little bit of all season or seasonal, if you would. Actually, we we did uh, get another voicemail and we're going to play it. But first, it's just the tip of the week. So my wife and I's baby just turned two months old this week. He's getting pretty big. I expect him to be, you know, walking maybe within the next few days, two weeks tops, right? Mike, when do babies uh, start to walk? Right? It's got to be soon. It's got to be soon. Anyway, uh, we still haven't been able to find anybody uh, willing to rent out our laundry room. And the place is starting to feel cramped. We need more space. We need to move. You ever watch any of those uh, shows about tiny homes? If you're living by yourself, I think... It could possibly work. I think you could probably move into a tiny home and be okay. It's cheaper than buying like a real house, right? But as soon as you add another person into the mix, that shit goes right out the window. Hey, babe, where are you? I'm right next to you. I'm always right next to your fucking ass. Go crazy. Everything in a tiny house seems like it was made for somebody the size of like a cat or a small dog, right? There's always one small bathroom with a tiny shower and a tiny sink that you can't put anything on, right? It's just the sink, the faucet, the sink. Sometimes there's only one sink in the whole house, right? So after you defecate, you have to walk into the kitchen and wash your hands over the dishes that are sitting in the sink. And you know there's going to be dishes sitting in the sink because you live in a tiny house. And that's just what happens. That's just what happens, I assume. You know, if you want to go to sleep, you always need to use a ladder to get to your bed. You know, the ceiling's like three feet above your mattress, tops, three feet above your mattress. So if you accidentally wake up too fast, you might knock your ass unconscious before the day even starts, right? I don't know. That's what I think every time I watch these shows. I just, because I, I, I have a history of jolting out of bed. I don't know. If you ever watch the shows, they're actually pretty funny. Uh, They always do like a recap. After the couple that's getting a tiny house has been living there for a couple months, they, you know, they say, So, how are you liking your tiny house? And they always look like they realize that they made a huge mistake. They're like, Ah, well, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's been an adjustment. I don't know. I don't know. I remember seeing an episode where a couple with five kids and, and a dog, Moved into a tiny house for some godforsaken reason. I don't know. It, it, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how serial killers are made, right? You know? So uh, tell me about, about your uh, history, about your family, you know? Well, when I was 12, my, my mom really wanted to get on TV. So we upended our entire life and moved into a tiny-ass house for no damn reason. For no reason. Other than that, 15 minutes of fame. 
don't know. Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm judging, but that's just how I see it, right? Anyway, the the point is, my family, Chris, my family needs a a bigger place for our our son to run around and sleep in, right? We've been uh, waiting on buying a house for a while because the market, you know, it's supposed to crash soon. You know, everything, everything was going that way. You know, everything was looking like it was about to go to shit. And, you know, if I ended up with a mortgage that's twice as much as what it would have been if I had waited a year, I'd be pissed, like really pissed. Like, you know, I was going to I was going to say something uh, that might implicate me legally if something terrible happened. Uh, but I'd, I'd just be really pissed, right? I'd be pissed. So we've been waiting patiently. But, you know, we decided to look again because every day this little this little boy of ours is getting bigger. It's getting bigger. Gotta move. Gotta move. Mike. Dell. The cost of houses is going up. It's going up. Co- houses are, are, are costing more than they they used to. I looked it up. I looked it up. What is this phenomenon? What's happening? According to Forbes, housing costs actually rise during global emergencies, you know, like pandemics. I'm assuming that this is because, you know, like construction slows down and there's less options. I don't know. Uh, construction definitely has slowed down, even in our areas. I'm assuming that's that's got to be it, right? I don't know. But it's weird because, you know, people are losing their jobs left and right and they can't afford to pay rent. What, what, what is the unemployment rate? I think we have a lot. There's like 40 million people that are unemployed right now. And what do we have? Like 320 million people total in the United States. So if, if we take out the children, the minors in that situation, that's a lot of people that lost their job. A lot of people that can't pay rent, can't pay their mortgage. So you would think that it would be more of a buyer's market, but... Apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently the people that have now are like, ho, ho, ho. I'm only going to sell to other people that have, and I'm going to sell at a high price. Also, you know, I live in California, which is pretty much a punchline when it comes to buying a house. You know, if you, in Georgia, you can buy a literal mansion for like 600 bucks, 600 bucks, 550, $600, you know, 600 flat, right? In California, a regular ass house is easily half a million dollars, easily, depending on where you want to move. If you want to move to Los Angeles, forget that, $500,000 gets you a shack, gets you nada. The further you get to the coast, it's, uh, it's more expensive. But even out, uh, the, even out, you know, in the Inland Empire, which is, if you're not familiar with Southern California, that's like uh, 40, 50, 60 miles east of L.A., depending on where you go. And even there, it's just ridiculously expensive. Just ridiculously expensive. And it's going up for some reason. I really think that the housing market would have been just imploding just right about now if it wasn't for uh, Mr. Uh, COVID-19. Shit is actually worse now than it was like 10 years ago during the recession. My, my dad bought a condo like dirt cheap back then. A lot of people did. A lot of people did. It was a buyer's market. So this week's tip of the week is to buy a house 10 years ago. 
because if you've never owned a home and you're not inheriting one, you are fucked. Congratulations. At least, you know, if you're a millennial in California, probably New York, Hawaii, those are the three totally fucked states. I think uh, Washington is uh, fast becoming one of the, the better places to get fucked. Oregon, maybe too, you know. Uh, the more up-and-coming things are for you, the more likely you are to be fucked. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. So, Sony has been in the news quite a bit recently because, first of all, there's a big rumor going around that they are going to be doing a big PlayStation 5 blowout next Wednesday, July 3rd. By the time this episode airs, they might have already made it official, but throughout this whole week, they've pretty much been rumored to be doing this uh, big PS5 reveal. You know, Xbox Series X has been eating Sony's lunch because Microsoft has been, you know, getting all the attention because they're the only ones willing to talk about their new console. Sony's been like, eh, we'll see. We'll see. You know, uh, here's here's the controller. Here's the controller. The PS5 controller. That's all we got. That's all we got. And so Microsoft has been showing games. They showed what the actual system looks like. The only thing they really haven't shown is the price. And Sony's probably not going to show the price either. They're both playing chicken with each other. None of them want to go first because I think these things are going to be expensive. $400 minimum is easily expected, but... It's possible, I think, easily that uh, they go 500. You know, they might have a, a two skews. There might be a more powerful system. There might be a weaker Xbox and a weaker PS5 and a stronger one. We'll see. We will see. But none of them want to talk price. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, there might be a big PS5 blowout next week. If there is, we will talk about it on this show. Chris to Chris, the only podcast or podcasts are sold for free, whatever our tagline is. Anyway, this week, Sony released a, another Nintendo Direct. Uh, they call their Nintendo Directs uh, State of Play, but that's pretty much what they're, they're copying. They're aping is Nintendo Directs. And this Nintendo Direct via Sony was about The Last of Us Part 2. So last week, my coworker said to me, Hey, yo, did you catch the new Last of Us trailer? I said, nah. Nah, I've been actively avoiding watching that trailer. I want to be surprised when I play the game because, you know, I beat the first Last of Us game on the PS3 and the PS4 like four or five times. You know, I've just ramp up the difficulty every time. Played it on normal, played it on hard, played it on super hard, played it on why the f*** is this a difficulty mode? This is ridiculous. That kind of thing. So my coworker says, nah, f*** that. There are no spoilers. You're going to be fine. You should watch it. So I said, all right, all right. I watched the trailer. This damn thing shows you all of the main beats of the story if you've ever paid attention to that kind of thing. And I've paid attention. I'm a big shot, fancy, smancy douchebag that went to film school. Or not really, but I took film classes. So, you know, I understand filmmaking. So I wasn't too happy about that. Uh, but the point is, is that uh, the Nintendo Direct from Sony starts off with the same trailer that I... I watched last week, and a few weeks ago, this hacker released spoilers for pretty much the entire game, like, I think, like, actual video footage of the story for pretty much the entire game, and apparently a lot of people did not like the story, saying, you know, it has too much uh, SJW elements or something, I don't know, 
Honestly, I didn't stick around to that conversation long enough to really find out. I want to play the game myself because I really enjoyed the first one. So this Nintendo Direct was mostly about gameplay. I skipped through it a bit because, you know, spoilers and whatever. Main takeaway is that, you know, you can really f*** people up in a lot more interesting ways than you could in the first game. So many different ways to be violent towards somebody. And honestly, it looks like a step up for AI in video games. Like, you're seeing characters do things that you don't normally see characters do. By characters, I mean enemies. So it's a, it's a step up in AI, which means we are finally getting closer to replacing ourselves as a species. So thank you, Naughty Dog, for uh, helping to eradicate the human race. Anyway, I digress. You know, uh, oh, bonus uh, video game news. Epic Game Store on PC, free games this week is the Borderlands Handsome Collection, which includes Borderlands 2 and Borderlands, the pre-sequel. I could never get into Borderlands, but you know what? I collected them just in case. Just in case I ever decide I have a lot of hours to waste in an RPG. Also, free games on PlayStation Plus this month are Star Wars Battlefront 2. That's the game that uh, EA royally f***ed up. They really dropped the ball. They really found a pooch to screw with that one. Man, they had the Star Wars license and they pissed everybody off. That game is now uh, free on PlayStation Plus in June. I think June 5th. Also, Call of Duty World War II. This is a big turnaround for Sony, where last month they uh, offered two games nobody cared about. Or I guess this month, still May, they offered uh, Farming Simulator and Cities Skylines. You know, not to uh, diminish the uh, happiness for the six people that were really excited about those games, but most people were not. And that is uh, represented by the like-to-dislike ratio on the YouTube video from Sony. Anyway, let me digress. Earlier, I mentioned that we got another voicemail for this show, Chris to Chris. I was actually pretty excited about it because it means that people with real vocal cords are actually listening to Chris to Chris. No offense to our mute listeners. And I'm going to play this guy's voicemail, but... I realized, while I was listening to his voicemail, I realized that our answering machine does not ask you to leave your name or your general location. So Mike, Mike here is going to remind me to update our answering machine message after the show. Right, Mike? (coughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, let's get to the voicemail. Let's play this sucker. You shoot and eat some ducks during duck season and no one bats an eye. So why did I get arrested for doing the same during tourist season? I just don't get it. First of all, Mr. Unknown Caller, thank you very much for the question. I assume you are asking this question from prison, you know? So thank you for uh, wasting one of your calls on us. That's a very honorable thing to do. Now, to actually answer your question, I'm going to guess that you started shooting tourists without a permit. Is that fair? Right? Because you could shoot ducks during daffy season, but you got to have your papers. Papers, por favor. If you start shooting tourists without a permit, you're going to run into some serious red tape, buddy, amigo. Now, if you had a permit to shoot people and you still got arrested, my friend, you have a serious lawsuit on your hands. You can sue somebody. You can not only get out of prison, but you can make money off of this. If we have any lawyers that listen to this show and would be willing to represent 
our unknown caller. Please call into our voicemail to let him know. By the way, this is a perfect time to remind you guys, our voicemail is real, and our number that can be called is 909-486-3673 or 909-GUN-DOPE. It's a real number. Uh, you can uh, call in with questions, comments, legal advice, and we might just play your message on our show. You know, it, it could be critical. We could get into it if you want to. We can let this happen. We can snap out our earrings, uh, tie our hair into a ponytail, and throw down if you want to. Or, you know, it could be very cordial. We can have a great time talking, chatting, answering questions, being nice to each other. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. As long as it's entertaining podcasting, that's what I care about. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Unknown Caller. Appreciate the question or the statement. Well, it was, it was both. Thank you very much, sir. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call the news. We have had a lot of crazy shit pop off over the last few days, haven't we? <laughs> Let's start, first of all, with the president. On Tuesday, Donnie J. Trump, he got on the old Twitter horn to bitch about mail-in voting, which he's been doing. He said, in two tweets, he said, There is no way, zero, that mail-in ballots will be anything less than substantially fraudulent. Mailboxes will be robbed. Ballots will be forged and even illegally printed out and fraudulently signed. The governor of California is sending ballots to millions of people. Anyone living in the state, no matter who they are or how they got there, will get one. That will be followed up with professionals telling all of these people, many of whom have never even thought of voting before, how and for whom to vote. This will be a rigged election. No way. That was tweeted out by the uh, man in the highest office in the world. And I think, you know, that's, you know, it's just straight propaganda garbage, right? 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 We've been doing mail-in voting in many states for, for several years now. I'm guessing that Mr. Trump has seen the recent polling that shows Biden is well ahead of him. And, you know, he's pulling a 2016 and saying, everybody is cheating, trying to get ahead of it before he loses, right? I think he expected to lose in 2016. He didn't, but I think he expected to. Anyway. Twitter has been getting a lot of pressure from celebrities and politicians to censor Trump on Twitter. A lot of people want him banned. Just straight up, ban this fool. Kick him off. Silence his voice. And so Twitter rolls out a new feature with uh, this particular Trump tweet. It's the one that I just read to you. They add a link to the end of the tweet, and it says... Get the facts about mail-in ballots. You know, so Trump says something, and included in Trump's tweet is this whole get the facts about what this f***er just said, right? And I think it was a fairly dumb move on behalf of Twitter. Because they were already in a very tough spot in regard to Trump. Because people are right that this guy violates the Twitter terms of service 
all the time, probably every single day. I'm pretty sure that he's threatened war on more than one occasion via Twitter. That's got to be a violation, right? He says all kinds of shit that would get anybody else banned. But he doesn't get banned because he is the president of the United States. Miss uh, Kamala Harris, when the primaries were still going on, she was still involved. Uh, she got on stage and said, I want everybody here to join me in a call for Twitter to censor President Trump. Trump. How did I say that? Trump? President Trump. She wanted everybody running to say, Twitter should ban Trump. Twitter should censor Trump. That was dumb. That was dumb, Miss Kamala Harris. First of all, Trump is a, he, not, not a leader, Trump is the leader of the biggest cult in the world, the MAGA cult. That, it's very cult-like, the way they worship this guy. So if you ban him from his favorite hobby, his followers are going to lose their shit at you. Not only that, the government is going to come after you. Not just Trump, who is in uh, charge of the executive branch, but the Senate is controlled by the GOP, the grand old party. The Republicans control the Senate. They're already going after them. Marco Rubio already laid out a case against Twitter. Second point, Twitter does not want to ban Trump. He's got over 80 million followers on Twitter. This dude is generating a lot of traffic for them, a lot, which makes them a lot of money, right? You, you ban Trump, you are shunning a lot of money. So it's never going to happen, right? I, I think that they might one day try to outright censor Trump once he's out of office, but not while he's president. Not while he's president. They have uh, no financial incentive to do so while he's president. And legally, they want to stay away from uh, messing with him as much as possible. And we're going to see why, right? Because, you know, instead of actually censoring him outright, they insert this uh, fact check link about mail-in voting on a tweet. And again, I think his, his, his bullshit that he's spewing about mail-in voting, you know, I think it is bullshit. I think it's garbage, but... You, they, they wouldn't have done that for anybody else. They wouldn't have inserted this fact check link for anybody talking about mail-in voting fraud. Trump didn't like it. Trump didn't like it. So, you know, he, he's signing this executive order on social media. Like, I don't know if he did it uh, yesterday or today, but uh, he, he's signing this executive order uh, that is uh, pretty much, I think it's allowing social media companies to be sued for bias, something like that. Some people are saying that it's not really going to do anything. We'll see. We'll see. But it is Trump uh, really responding exactly how you would expect Trump to respond to this sort of thing. And it's he has these instincts that are very much like uh, like overreaching in his power. Like you know, I, I'm like I don't want to use the word dictator, but it is something a dictator might do. A dictator would would do it to the next level. Trump has more eyes on him, and the president is still more of a republic, democracy, whatever you want to call America. It is technically a republic, but, you know, uh, going full-on Kim Jong-il is uh, not a good look. So, either way, <laughs> either way, uh, that, that's what's going on. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll follow up on uh, Trump v. Twitter. 
In other news, uh, most of the country is pissed off at this, uh, you know, well, Mike, don't censor me on this one. Uh, Most of the country is pissed off at this uh, motherfucker that killed Mr. George Floyd in Minnesota. At least I think it's most people. I have seen a few people on my Facebook feed that are using some sketchy language to kind of skirt around and suggest, you know, it might have just been one big misunderstanding. We need more context than this video out here of this guy getting killed. If you have watched the video, you are seeing a cop kill somebody. You are watching the life drain from this man. You're watching him die. And you, you got, like, if you actually think about it, you, you got to know that this cop, this isn't the first time that this guy's knee has been on somebody's neck. He's done this shit before. This is just the first time he's gotten in trouble for it. You know, like you don't, like you, like it just looked like an old hat to him. Like, yeah, yeah, my knee goes here. My knee goes on the the black guy that I'm pissed off at. That I just want to, I don't know, like some people definitely shouldn't be cops, right? Some people definitely shouldn't be cops. And this guy was one of them. He's just a, he's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. He's an asshole now. And he was an asshole then, whenever then was. You know, there's so much to people. There's so much to people. Like, they're, like, how did he get to that point in his life? I don't know. But the point is, right now, world is pissed off at you, bro. Police department uh, fired him and the three other officers that were just, you know, standing there as lookouts, just in case any good cops decide to show up. None of them have been arrested yet, though. Uh, we'll see what happens. The mayor of the city, he said that he thinks it was a murder, and... I am inclined to agree with him. I think he's right. There's been uh, protests all over the country. I know L.A. had some. Uh, Minnesota even did some uh, rioting. Tr- even Trump, you know, Trump got in on the action uh, as well. He, uh, he might not know how our government works or what's in the Constitution or how to spell the word smoke, but Trump can read a room. He tweeted out that uh, he sent the FBI to investigate the case. And I don't know if it was Trump that actually caused the FBI to investigate it, but they are investigating and Trump is taking credit for it at least. I got to say, you know, this might be one of those rare cases where a corrupt cop ends up behind bars for doing some really foul shit. That guy actually probably voted for Trump too. What a betrayal, Mr. Trump. What a betrayal against your voter. You were a lot kinder to the, the white supremacists with the tiki torches. I don't know. I'm not going to beat you guys over the head over this, but uh, if, you, if you find yourself defending this kind of shit, you're an asshole, right? I think, like, I think, you know, you could say whatever you want. It's a First Amendment right of you, but, you know, just to, like, can we at least agree that you're an asshole if you're defending this? All right. On a, on a somewhat lighter note, still keeping things very political this week, uh, Mr. Joe Biden, he made uh, big news last Friday on... Uh, you know, in celebration of episode 82 of Chris to Chris, Joe Biden decided to make some big news. He, uh, first of all, he got, <laughs> he was interviewed uh, by somebody. I don't remember who he was interviewed by. He said he can beat Joe Biden. There's a clip going around where Joe Biden says, I can beat Joe Biden. And he doesn't even notice he said it. He just keeps on talking. He doesn't correct himself at all. But later in the day, he does this interview with Charlemagne the God from The Breakfast Club. Uh, Charlemagne has uh, gained some notoriety, especially for doing big interviews. I think he interviewed uh, Hillary Clinton in 2016. That was where she said, I keep hot sauce in my purse everywhere I go, trying to appeal to black people. He said, you just said that because you're talking to black people. She said, is it working? 
Anyway, Mr. Uh, Charlemagne, he's interviewing uh, Joe Biden. And during this whole interview, Biden just keeps on getting defensive and yelling at Charlemagne. I'm serious. Like, he's yelling at Charlemagne about how much black people love him and, and how, like, like, it's crazy that you're even questioning him on this shit. He's very aggressive. It's like old man aggressive. Like, I don't think, like, I don't know why you're so aggressive. And this isn't just something he's been doing in this interview with Charlemagne. He's been doing this for at least the last year. Anytime anybody gives uh, any kind of pushback to Biden, he starts yelling at them. Why, 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 why? You remember that? You guys remember why, 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 why? Why, why attack Sanders? Why, 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 why? You're getting nervous, man. But, you know, the economy is in such shit. Uh, Biden is still, he's still, he still could win. He could still win. If if it wasn't for COVID and the imploding economy, I think uh, Biden would have gotten easily trounced because uh, things were going fine enough for Trump. You know, uh, stock market was going good. Uh, unemployment was low, even though people were severely underemployed. Unemployment itself was low. So I think Trump would have won. But uh, COVID really, really uh, threw a screw in that uh, set of gears, didn't it? Anyway, uh, right when this interview with Charlemagne is about to wrap up, uh, uh, Biden, you know, is, is, he's got one foot out the door, and he's like, hold on, hold on, let me grab that foot and shove it right up my mouth. So that's what he does. Takes his foot, shoves it right up his mouth. He says, you got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. <laughs> you ain't black. Let me make something uh, very clear, if it's not clear already by listening to this one particular episode. Let me make this clear. The Republicans in power, for the most part, are terrible, terrible people, right? They are corrupt as hell, transparently corrupt as hell. They don't even care to hide it anymore. They will say some foul-ass shit to your face. They don't even care. That's how bad it is now, right? But let us please not pretend that the Democrats in power are some shining beacon of light and purity and morality. They are absolutely not. They take the same orders from the same Wall Street donors. They're two sides of the same coin, right? I mean, like the, the Republicans versus the Democrats, you're pretty much voting on social issues. And like slight differences in economic issues because uh, the most of the Democrats are very much in favor of endless war and uh, and corporate welfare, same as the Republicans. It's hey, do you support abortion? Do you support gay rights? What is it? What is it? Uh, where uh, where do we draw the line? What is your view on gun rights? That sort of thing. It's all social. It's all social. The the this two party system has us by the balls, by the oves. Anyway, <laughs> that's my view on politics in general, right? So what happened was, you know, Joe Biden, he said, he said the quiet part out loud, to quote the Simpsons. Uh, he, he wasn't supposed to do that, but, you know, he's Joe Biden, and that's what he does. He says, he says shit he's not supposed to say. Democrats think that they own the black vote, and that's exactly what came out of Biden's mouth. Like, like he was personifying the fact that, that de Democrats think they own the black vote. You, they are owed the black vote, essentially. They take black people for granted. They take uh, Latinos for granted. They take uh, different minority groups for granted. But especially black people, I think. So he says it with this great big old smile. Like, he couldn't wait to get it out. Hey, hey, check this funny shit I just thought about. Uh, Mr. Charlie Mann. Mr. Charlie Mann. 
If you if you can't think of uh, you can't, if you if you're if you're confused about whether or not it's me or Trump, then you ain't black. <laughs> Gives this old man smile. Anyway, uh, there's uh, there's your uh, news this week. Sorry, it's so heavy. Sorry, it's so heavy. Tried to end it on a somewhat lighter note, but I don't know. Maybe we maybe next week we'll talk about like a snake solving a Rubik's cube and winning the lottery. Something light and bullshitty. Anyway. This episode is all over the place, if you haven't noticed. Uh, but let's not change that now. On, on Wednesday, I decided to uh, to launder some clothes in the washing machine. This is that uh, washing machine that's in the same laundry room that I've been trying to rent out to somebody and have had no takers yet. It's not a big room. So if we have uh, too many clothes piling up in there, as we often do, you can only open the door like a third, third, fourth of the way up. So you have to squeeze your way in, right? But other than that little issue, it's a room that's totally worth renting, and I would uh, love to hear from you and your money. Anyway, on the left side of the laundry room, we've got uh, some shelf cubbies when you walk in. And, you know, we use those cubbies for the detergent and paper towels mostly, right? But on the bottom, we also have a big bottle of vinegar in one of the cubbies. And the only problem is that this bottle of vinegar is so big that it can't fit in the cubby while standing up. So we had it, uh, you know, just hanging out on its side. And the other day when I walked in into my very rentable laundry room, I accidentally kicked that bottle of vinegar. And I know I kicked it because all of a sudden I feel my feet are wet. And I turn around and look down and I just see vinegar guzzling out onto my ankles. If you've ever felt the need to swear, but you also wanted some inspiration for the swears, kick the cap off of a large bottle of vinegar. And it doesn't have to be in the laundry room. You know, you can do this pretty much anywhere in your house. Laundry room is one of the more palatable places to do it, I guess, but it's still... Sucks. So now our laundry room and my feet smell like vinegar. Also, I loathe the smell of vinegar. Always have my whole life. I don't even eat those uh, vinegar chips. Gross. That's what I say. Gross. If you like vinegar chips, uh, it's okay. You, uh, everybody makes those sticks. So a uh, huge shout outs to the uh, dicks that designed that bottle. Uh, I know it's, you know, it's it's our fault for leaving the bottle sideways. It's not the intended uh, orientation of that bottle. But, you know, why the hell is that cap so flimsy on a giant bottle of pugnant stink? Right? It shouldn't just pop off like that. It should it should require some screwing. This thing, you could just pop it. Pop it like you're uh, flipping a coin. So, uh, bonus tip of the week is don't leave your vinegar bottle sideways, you know? Your, your feet are going to smell gross. Anyway, Del, why don't you let us know what time it is? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you very much, Del. We have some great questions for you all this week. First question comes from Mr. Ken. Ken asks, what character from the Newsies do you relate with the most? Thanks for the question, Ken. Uh, character from the Newsies that I relate with the most. That would have to be Mr. Christian Bale. First of all, because Christian has the word Chris in it. So Christian Bale, we already relate uh, on a vocal level. And 
The other reason is because I know almost nothing about the Newsies except that a young Christian Bale played one of the Newsies in the movie adaptation of the Newsies. I think it was a Disney movie, actually. I also like that uh, Christian Bale was Batman in uh, some of the better Batman movies. And, you know, I have a bit of a Batman problem, if you know me. So thanks for the question, Ken. Ken also asks, what musical do you wish you were in? Another good question, Ken. Uh, musical I wish I was in would have to be Hamilton. Hamilton. You know, I, I like rapping too much. You know, the hip hop. Hip hop, like the kangaroo jet. I like rapping too much. But, you know, really, I like uh, Hamilton's whole soundtrack. That's the only thing I really know about Hamilton is the soundtrack. I've listened to it several times, you know. And I'm too poor to see Hamilton live. And, you know, COVID has become kind of the, the great equalizer. Rich people can't see it now either. Ah, fuckers, you can't go see Hamilton either. But you best believe I'm going to check it out on uh, Disney Plus when that comes out next month. It wasn't supposed to come out until like July or, or, I don't know, July, but it was supposed to come out in 2021. Disney's like, yo, we need something. We need something now. So Hamilton is coming out this July on Disney Plus. But I'm not happy that Disney is censoring it, you know? That soundtrack has a lot of cursing. And I bet they smoke too. And we all know... If you listen to the show, Disney does not like smoking in anything they produce. So no smoking, no cursing. They might be doing some bleeping. I don't know what's, how it's going to be censored. So I don't know uh, how impure this Hamilton experience is going to be for me. But either way, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about watching Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. Thanks for the question, Ken. Uh, Devin asks, when will Nintendo come up with an internet service that is optimized for anything more than 56K? That's a great question, Devin. Uh, 56K for all of you younglings, all you uh, young future to be slaughtered by uh, Hayden Christensen, younglings, Jedis. I don't know. You guys know what I'm saying? Little young people? For people that were born... <laughs> After 2000 or whenever uh, dial-up died. 56K. Back in the day, internet was slow as hell. And if you live in a rural area, it never changed. Internet is still slow as hell. So uh, I hope one day you guys uh, living in Wyoming are able to get to episode 83 of Chris to Chris. It's a wonderful feeling. That is not what you asked, Devin. Uh, you asked about uh, Nintendo's terrible internet services. And... By gosh, you are right. So, for those that don't know, uh, Nintendo has been slow to pick up on the uh, online gaming situation. So, it started really, uh, for consoles, you know, PC games had online several years before consoles were up to speed. But uh, it started with the uh, Xbox, the PlayStation 2, and the GameCube. Those were the first, like, mainstream consoles to get uh, online play. And, you know, even the Dreamcast uh, should get credit because the, it really started before them. But the Dreamcast was literally optimized for 56K, and the Dreamcast died, like, within two years of being around. So we'll focus on these uh, companies, right? So Xbox came out with Xbox Live. They, they revolutionized the industry by saying, hey, you have to pay us $50 a year for the privilege to use your own internet for peer-to-peer. -peer. No servers. You're just going to use peer-to-peer -peer playing. And it's like, it's like paying somebody to use Napster. Stupid. But, you know, they did because uh, console players had no idea what they were getting into. They're like, oh, I could play against people online. This is brand new. No, you dumb dumb. We've been doing it on PC for years. Anyway, 
Uh, Sony had uh, online with the PlayStation 2, and Nintendo jumped in with online on the GameCube. They had two games, two online compatible games, Fantasy Star Online 1 and Fantasy Star Online 2. I think it was a bundle even. So if you owned uh, a Nintendo network adapter, you could use it for those two games. Congratulations. Sony had more games. You know, they had SOCOM, uh, SOCOM 2, uh, some music games. There were several, actually. I think even Tony Hawk had an online mode. Uh, Sony just wasn't as uh, polished as Microsoft. Anyway, point being, uh, Microsoft really, even though they charged money when they really shouldn't have, uh, and Sony was free for a while. Sony didn't start charging for online until this generation with the PlayStation 4. Blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm answering a, I'm giving a long-winded answer to this question. Point is, Microsoft started charging all along. Sony uh, had free online for the PS2 and the PS3. Uh, by the PS4, they said, wow, Microsoft is making tens of millions or even, I don't know if they're making over 100 million. They're making millions and millions of dollars every single year just from Xbox Live subscriptions. And again, this isn't from servers that they're paying for. This is from peer-to-peer. They're just making free money practically. So Sony's like, hey, I want in on that. And so now Sony gets free money. They just charge people. I mean, granted, now, you know, you got PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live games with gold. So you do get two games per month. Sometimes they're awful. Sometimes, you know, you get something decent. I don't know. Point is, Nintendo has been slow to adapt. Nintendo has been free. They were free even uh, when uh, the PS4 launched. They had the Wii U. It was still free to play online. Play against people, Mario Kart, Splatoon, whatever it is. You could still play against other people online for free. And, you know, you can't really complain too much about free. Nintendo has been notoriously behind the curve with all of these people. Nintendo's first online foray was with the Nintendo DS, and then with the Wii, and then with the Wii U, and the 3DS. And, you know, they've been, they've been rough. They had friend codes instead of usernames. And it's kind of weird because friend codes have kind of become a thing now with Discord and whatnot. Am I losing you guys here? Point is, Nintendo has... Uh, been rough. They've been slow. Like, uh, you, it's, it's even right now with the Nintendo Switch Online, it feels like they took a step backwards. It felt like with the Wii U, they were making progress. You had usernames, friend codes were gone. And, you know, you could uh, play with a friend much easier. Now you have to use a stupid app to talk with somebody. Like, you have to use a, an app on your phone to talk to somebody if you play a game on your Switch. This is dumb. This is dumb, Nintendo. And I think the reason for that is actually because of pedophiles. Say it with me. Pedophiles. Yeah. Uh, so on the 3DS, I think it was the 3DS, Nintendo had an app called, uh, I forgot what it was called. But they had an app that lets you chat with strangers, essentially. And I think you could even send pictures to each other uh, that you drew. And pedophiles started using the app in Japan specifically, I believe. And so that scared the shit out of Nintendo. Nintendo, like, historically was already scared of doing anything like that. Like, uh, uh, online scared them. They were always trying to uh, protect the children because Nintendo has this image where uh, they're for families. An image that they've cultivated themselves. So uh, when this new story breaks that pedophiles have been using 3DS uh, to uh, meet up with kids and, you know, do pedophile shit... That scared the hell out of Nintendo, and that, so they took a big old fat step back. They said, nope, now you need a nap to talk to anybody, and uh, you're not going to want to because it's going to be a big pain in the ass. So, Devin, to answer your question, uh, when is Nintendo going to uh, create a good online service? I mean, they charge 20 bucks. I know this is like a third of the cost of uh, PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live Gold, but 
They still charge now. They want that free money. When are they going to do it? I, I, I don't know. Uh, they've been so behind the curve, and you have things like pedophiles taking them even further behind. I'd say a good 12 to 20 years, and they will be where we're currently at. Thank you, Nintendo. Thank you. Thank you very much, you fucking pedophiles. Thanks for the question, Devin. Uh, Ken asks, if you had your choice to be in any of the Star Wars prequels, why would you? Ken, thank you for that question. Uh, I would be in a Star Wars prequel because, you know, I truly believe in the right to make money. Uh, I think that all the prequels had at least a few cool things in them, a few cool scenes or elements to them. You know, mostly Revenge of the Sith, the last one. But even, you know, even uh, Phantom Menace, there was some cool stuff. Uh, what's his name? Not Jar Jar, uh, Darth Maul. That guy just looked cool with his dual lightsaber. Until, you know, he became half the man he, he was. I don't know. I just think it would be, it'd be pretty cool to say, hey, I'm the guy that loses the pod race to a nine-year-old. There's some kind of brag in there, right? Some kind of bar bet. Like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in uh, episode one of Star Wars. Uh, I'll, I'll, bet you a, I'll bet you a shot of whiskey. I'll bet you a beer. You say, prove it. And then you whip out your, your DVD. Even your VHS, there was a VHS of uh, episode one. Whip out your VHS, The I think it's probably on the first tape because this is probably a, a dual VHS. You guys remember how uh, long movies on VHS came in two tapes? So you whip out your VHS, pop it into the bar uh, VCR. See, see, there's me losing to a nine-year-old. Thanks for the question, Ken. Uh, Colos Dolos asks, I feel like Mike doesn't want to pursue a friendship with me. It hurts me deeply. Can you ask him what I have done to offend him? And if he will meet me alone, I would like to bury the hatchet. Mike, Mike. That doesn't sound ominous at all. I think uh, now would be the perfect time for you to meet uh, Mr. Colos alone. Mano a mano. I'm pretty sure that yeah, you could uh, you could bury a hatchet from uh, six feet of social distancing. So uh, good luck with that, Mr. Colos and Mike. Thanks for the question, sir. Uh, Cole, or, uh, Ken asks, do you want to see a sequel to Man of Steel starring Henry Cavill? Is it Cavill or Cavill? Let's say Henry Cavill. Do I want to see a sequel to Man of Steel starring Henry Cavill? Well, uh, I would be down for that. I, I thought the first Man of Steel was flawed, but there was, some again, some cool elements to it, particularly that part with uh, Lois walking through the, uh, what is it, uh, oh, I was going to call it the ice chambers. You can tell I'm a big uh, Superman buff. His uh, sanctuary of super Superman, Supermans, that's what it's called, the sanctuary of Supermans. When she's uh, traveling through there and uh, Russell Crowe is like pointing her in the right direction, it's kind of like a video game. I thought it was a pretty cool scene in that movie. But uh, if you guys haven't been paying attention, uh, so uh, AT&T said, hey, we need a new Mandalorian, so they announced the Snyder Cut of Justice League is going to happen. It might be a series, like a mini-series. It might do like a six-hour, four- to six-hour uh, cut. They need content, essentially, for HBO Max, is what I'm trying to say. And so they're doing uh, the Snyder Cut that people have been demanding for, like, years now. And the big news was that Henry Cavill was going to come back to play uh, Superman. And if you haven't been paying attention, if you haven't been paying attention, uh, Henry Cavill dropped out as Superman about like a year, year and a half ago. He said, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Got too many problems. 
he was supposed to show up in Shazam, and he didn't because of, I don't know, some kind of fallout between him and Warner Brothers. But now, you know, it seems like they might be buddy-buddy again. So maybe he's going to play Superman again, like, permanently. I thought he was a, a good a good uh, casting choice for Superman. He just didn't have the right script for it, and possibly not the right director for it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think a sequel to Man of Steel could possibly be good. I'm always like I always really want to like Superman more than I actually do, but I thought Man of Steel had potential, and uh, Batman versus Superman squandered that potential. However, I haven't seen the R-rated cut of that yet. You know, we're going kind of long. Maybe we should uh, wrap this sucker up. I think we have at least uh, one more question from Ken here. Ken asks, "Do you?" think that maybe the coronavirus was created just so people would start streaming from home more well ken of all the conspiracy theories i've heard so far this is definitely the most plausible you know i mean uh quibi launched their mobile only streaming service like a month after this shit hit the fan i'm sure they were pretty stoked about it and you know hbo just launched hbo max this week which has been a uh, a mess a uh, problem is is that uh, COVID is going to leave these companies hurting for new content. You know, I think uh, Apple just announced that they're going to be like securing exclusives for Apple TV Plus, but like these exclusives are old shows, so reruns essentially. HBO Max, for example, has Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which I think is the first time Fresh Prince of Bel Air has been available on a streaming platform that I'm aware of, at least. So that's exciting! Exciting news. In the world of exclusives from multi-billion-dollar companies, uh, but the uh, governor of California he just opened Hollywood back up for filming. So who knows? Maybe we'll get uh, some new shows. You know, I guess, I guess all these shows where where people talk to each other on Zoom wasn't cutting it for Mr. Uh, uh, Gavin Newsom, our governor. I don't know. Let's wrap this show up. Uh, every week we have a poll on one of our social medias, which, by the way, you can follow us at Up and Loaded U P N L O A D E D. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instant Graham Cracker, up and loaded. You can follow us. We're, we're booming, especially on our Facebook right now. So follow us. Last week we asked, have you liked our Facebook page yet for your mom? And none of you have liked our Facebook page for your mom. So if you could uh, please get on that. Again, I'm not encouraging that. I'm just uh, winking at you. And like, you know, if you, if you really want to get on that, if you, even if you don't want to get on it, maybe you should. You know, we're, we're trying to build something up, and we really think your mom would enjoy this content. Yeah, your dad, too. Why not? I don't know. This week's poll asks, what is the best musical? That's a wholesome question. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Follow us on the social medias. Anywhere podcasts are sold for free. Give us a nice review. That'd be wonderful. Guys, this has been a long-winded but very fruitful episode of Chris to Chris. Episode 83, as a matter of fact. So go ahead and do me a favor and enjoy your weekend. Or else. <laughs>